probably just now coming out of the shock stage, but it's still there. Um, people are awestruck when we come up and talk with them and, and share with them who we are and what we're there for. And um, we start praying with them. Um, that, I mean, I have seen people just standing, looking at their home and not knowing what to do. Just like, I don't know what to do. I, I can't do anything. And um, that's, that's the, the feeling that people have when we come up to them. And uh, they are so excited and hopefully filled with hope that we have a group of 10 or 12 people, whoever, that come to their home and they're going to help clean it up. Um, and they just, most people just can't believe that somebody would come from all over the country to do that. Recovery efforts continue in the aftermath of the deadly tornadoes that tore through Nashville and Middle Tennessee, claiming the lives of 25 people during the early morning hours on March the 2nd. Bot Radio Network has provided reports on relief efforts with the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board and now provides coverage with Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is a Christian nonprofit organization that exists to demonstrate the love and hope of Jesus Christ by serving those in need. We featured this great organization on a previous show during relief efforts in northern Mississippi after tornadoes ripped through that area January 11th this year. Dad Garrick is the rapid response manager on the ground right now in the Nashville area with Eight Days of Hope, and he joins Bot Radio Network. Dan, where exactly are you right now? We are in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, and in Lebanon, Tennessee, and heading east and heading west from those areas. I understand that you're part of the management team, and you're based out of Buffalo, New York. It's quite a distance between Buffalo and Tennessee. Yes, there is. Uh, I just got back from Jackson, Mississippi, where I was leading a, a group there for some flood, and uh, we, I came directly from there to Tennessee. Um, so I haven't been home now for about a month. So, Dan, how much time did you have to prepare for coming to Tennessee? When did you get the word we had these tornadoes come through the area? I got the word the night after on the 3rd, and uh, I was told that I had to be up here on the 4th. Oh. I got a call on the 3rd and said, Dan, you're headed to Tennessee on the 4th. So you had just enough time to brush your teeth and drive to Nashville. Pretty close. Yeah. I don't even think I got the teeth brushed that morning. <laughs> oh, my. We just headed out. So where's Eight Days of Hope trying to do most of its work right now in the entire area that's been hit or trying to concentrate on specific areas? Well, we were trying to concentrate on Mount Juliet and Lebanon, um, but because of the great influx of churches and volunteers, Mount Juliet got taken care of very quickly. Um, And I was excited to see how many churches and, and people were involved. It was like exactly like what Christ would expect of the churches to go out and be the church. And they did a phenomenal job. I mean, people were helped immediately. Due to the nature of the work that you do in disaster relief, you've seen, I'm sure, a lot of horrific locations where storms have have made their way through, devastating property and and even lives, too, taking lives. As I mentioned, 25 people succumbed to these storms in that community on the 2nd of March. In comparison, what was your initial observation once you got on the ground there in those affected areas? Um, it was bad. Uh, the, um, probably the only one that I've seen that's worse was Panama City when I was, uh, when we were there and in Katrina. Uh, but this was, uh, it took an, it takes an hour and 45 minutes to drive from one end of where the hurricane started to where it stopped. 
and it was about a quarter of a mile wide the whole way. And so you can uh, see a lot of damage in with the housing developments, businesses, highways. Uh, it took everything in its path. Dan, what's been the biggest challenge for your teams with this particular disaster? Um, the biggest challenge is, is I, we have the same challenge everywhere. It's not really a challenge. Um, God's got it in control. We are going out in the more rural areas at this point um, to help the people out there. The cities always, the more populated areas seem to get uh, the help much quicker. And so we're going out into the rural areas right now and finding uh, all of those folks out there and helping those families. And when you say help, give us some details exactly what you're able to provide for those impacted by this storm. Well, i just give you an example. of uh, They're all similar or typical to this, but we yesterday we just finished a 39-acre um, home. It had a home and a barn, uh, and it was full of trees. And we cut over 100 trees um, and cleaned them up, and we had to remove a barn and a small shed um, and, ha- and help the family get back into their home also. So uh, that was quite a big job. But we're finding that on almost every home. There's a lot of trees, houses that need tarp, um, windows that need covered. So that's the kind of work that we're doing right now. I think there's some threatening rain in the area, some rain possibly in the next 24, 48 hours. Uh, will that slow your efforts down? No, we had rain all day yesterday. Uh, it poured for almost two hours. So we kind of took about an hour and a half, two-hour break, uh, got sat in our trucks or went and poured into the local economy and uh, had some lunch, and then we came back out and finished working. Hey, Dan, how long has Eight Days of Hope planned to remain in this project here in Tennessee? We will be here till the 21st of uh, March, and uh, I think that's, yeah, the 21st. Um, but as of Monday, we're no longer going to be taking volunteers. The, uh, we have a, a huge outpouring of volunteers. I have 165 volunteers here today, and we're scheduled to have that almost all the way through to the end of the trip. I understand that not only your organization, Eight Days of Hope, other relief organizations are experiencing the same situation with closing down the need for volunteers, which, of course, you know, Tennessee being the volunteer state, people have come to your aid. Absolutely. I have never seen an outpouring like this, Uh, not just for our organization, but every disaster relief faith-based organization out here has got uh, new, num, new, numerous volunteers. Sorry. And um, the local people, it was just incredible to see the local outpouring of all the churches also. Um, they have been so good. Where do the volunteers typically stay when they come and work on disaster areas like this? Uh, we're staying in churches right now. Uh, we're staying in a church in Mount uh, one in Lebanon and one in Mount Juliet. Um, The girls are at the Mount Juliet, and that's where our headquarters is at Connect Church. And then we're staying at the Bridge Fellowship for the men. Can you give us some maybe on-the-ground stories, Dan, where you've seen or heard of God showing up for the people in these work areas or these areas affected by the disaster, the tornadoes? Maybe some God-sized stories. Well, one of the very first homes that we went to... um, we were working in the neighborhood. Um, the city gave us a whole street to do. Gentleman was not um, a Christian. We were able to pray with him and share with him 
And um, it, it's not a giant God-sized story, but man, I'll tell you what, he, he accepted Christ as salvation, and in my book, that is a, um, a God-sized story. And we're getting him hooked up with the local church, um, and that's going to be exciting. Hey, brother, that is a God-sized story. I mean, that's one of the greatest miracles, right? The transformation of a heart coming to know Jesus Christ. Yes. I mean, sometimes people want to hear about somebody getting hurt or surviving through the tornado, or and, and we've seen some of that also. Uh, but for me, the fact that somebody accepted Christ as their personal Savior, that, that to me is what we're here out here doing. I know you're showing practical love and compassion for people and meeting those needs, but underlying is wanting for people to know the same Jesus that you know knowing that when you go through storms like that, and we all go through, you know, the, Jesus said the rain fell on the two houses, that one was built on the rock, one was built on the sand. The same rains fell, but the result was different because the house stood that was built on the rock. You know, when our lives are built firmly on Jesus Christ, we have a foundation that can't be shaken. Absolutely. That is true. But I can assure you, Christian or not, when you lose your vehicle, when you lose your house, all your belongings, and you're standing there virtually homeless and have all your belongings gone, and potentially even your job, because there was many businesses there that got hit, it's tough. Uh, and people are in shock. And even Christians have a, if they didn't have God with them and on their side, man, I don't know how people get through it. That's a good word, Dan. And I didn't want to insinuate by any means that those who are believers are going to feel less upset or less traumatized because they have experienced great loss with, like you said, their personal belongings or their livelihood, you know. And so, no, and our prayers are for everyone, believers and unbelievers alike, to have their needs met, to have some safety, protection, the food, try to get some normalization back to their lives. Absolutely. And I can tell you there is a difference. When you come upon a Christian family, we ran upon a single older lady, and she was just kept worshiping Jesus and saying how good he was to her, that she was safe, and that her house didn't was always fixable. And it's amazing the attitude difference between that and a non-Christian when you come across them. Dan, what about the overall spirits of the people that uh, have gone through this tornadoes? Uh, how are they seem to be people processing through the emotional impact of this? Well, most people are still in shock. Um, if they, they're probably just now coming out of the shock stage, but it's still there. Um, people are awestruck when we come up and talk with them and, and share with them who we are and what we're there for. And um, we start praying with them. Um, I mean, I have seen people just standing, looking at their home and not knowing what to do. Just like, I don't know what to do. I, I can't do anything. And um, that, that's the, the feeling that people have when we come up to them. And uh, they are so excited and hopefully filled with hope that we have a group of 10 or 12 people, whoever, that come to their home and they're going to help clean it up. Um, and they just most people just can't believe that somebody would come from all over the country to do that for him. Let's remind our Bot Radio Network listeners, we're visiting this afternoon with Dan Garrick. He is the Rapid Response Manager with Eight Days of Hope. He's on the ground now in the Nashville area in the aftermath of the tornadoes that came through 
on March 2nd, the early morning hours, claiming we know 25 lives. Our prayers for those families and others that are trying to recover in the aftermath of the storm. We want to remind our listeners in Nashville right now as we bring you this program to our Nashville area listeners and our listeners in Memphis and West Tennessee because we have a lot of family members connected in the Mid-South area to those families in Nashville and in Middle Tennessee, want you to know there is other ministries that are providing help for you. The Donaldson Fellowship, 3210 McGavick Pike in Nashville, they're providing between 5,000, 7,000 barbecue meals every day until it is no longer needed. Find out information from the Donaldson Fellowship. Their web address is donaldson.org forward slash relief. There's also Mount Gilead. Missionary Baptist Church, 4004 Lebanon Pike in Nashville. They have a donation distribution center set up from 10 until 6 through March the 14th. Gideon's Army has a Facebook page, and on that Facebook page you'll find household goods such as cleaning supplies, socks, nails. There's drop-off locations at McGroder Family Resource Center at 2013 25th Avenue Street and also at Mount Gilead Church. Samaritan's Purse, another help during this time. Options for volunteer sign-up donations. You can go to spvolunteer.org, and we'll give you some more information about some local Nashville area ministries and services to our listeners, specifically in in the Nashville area right now that are listening. Uh, Dan, this time of year we're in the springtime. Is this kind of a busier time due to the threatening weather we typically see in this time of year? Yes, this is our busy season. The hurricane season and tornado season is just beginning. Um, we've got several more months of, of this, and we will be very busy in the next four or five months. Well, as I mentioned, you're based out of Buffalo, New York. How long have you been part of the Eight Days of Hope work? Uh, I've been part of Eight Days of Hope since 2005, my very first trip that I volunteered on. Um, and then we also have a national headquarters out of Tupelo, Mississippi, but I'm stationed in Buffalo uh, for our northeast region. Give us a little bit about your professional background, Dan. What type of work did you do prior to coming to Eight Days of Hope? Uh, I was a builder for 34 years and a general contractor, and I um, gave that up about two years ago and came on full-time with Eight Days of Hope. Wow. I can't imagine the ride that you've been on for these last years. It's been a blast. I, Like I said, I my first trip was in 2005 for Katrina. And I fell in love with Eight Days of Hope and saw that God was involved and that he was in charge and that the leadership was allowing him to be in charge and just following his will. will. And that excited me, and I've been hooked ever since. Dan, would you mind sharing some of your personal story on how you came to know Jesus Christ? Well, I, uh, I was felt like God called me. I grew up in the church, and I felt like God called me to be a missionary young in life. And I accepted Christ um, when I was in high school, but I wasn't living it. Uh, I strayed away, and for almost 20 years, I strayed away. And uh, God got a hold of me again, and I recommitted my life. And um, I've been with him ever since, and it's been an exciting journey. And the missionary thing, even though God called me, I was kind of uh, a... I always told God that if I had a certain amount of money, I would go do missions because I didn't want to be poor like missionaries. Missionaries were always asking for money. 
And I didn't, I said, so you let me make this much money and then I will, uh, um, uh, serve you any way you want. And, um, in 2008, uh, when the economy crashed, so did my business. And, uh, God kind of told me, well, how does, how's that working out for you, Dan? Are you ready to trust me now? And so ever since then, I have trusted him. He has been faithful. I am now a full-time missionary and, um, he has take care of me every day. What an exciting story. And what about your family? Do they join you on these missions? Uh, sometimes I have four grown kids. They all have kids of their own. I have one son that has nine kids, so he's very busy. And uh, he he has been on two trips. Um, and my wife comes on occasion also with me on these trips. That's really wonderful, Dan, that you can share something together. And when you work together in ministry, it brings you closer together, too, I believe. Yes, it does. Um, it's an exciting time. Uh, even though I miss my kids and grandkids uh, a lot, um, it is great to be out. And then when we do get together, it's awesome. Well, as you mentioned, Dan, earlier, Mount Juliet and Lebanon, your first concentrated area for the disaster relief, things are, are you said, looking pretty well, especially the amount of volunteers those areas are receiving. So are the plans to move a little further east? I know in Putnam County, closer to Cookville, east of the Nashville area, was one of the areas that got hit pretty hard. Yes. In fact, we have assessors there today in Putnam County and closer into Colville. We're not all the way into Colville yet, but um, we will be uh, heading that way. Uh, there's several other um, disaster relief teams that have already uh, in Colville. A Samaritan's Purse you mentioned earlier is there and several others. And so um, we're going up into Colville and then maybe into Colville uh, later in the week. How is it with these other relief organizations on the ground? I know when things like this happen, there's all kinds of organizations that start mobilizing and coming together. For the most part, do you guys work alongside each other in a very united, friendly way? Or is there territorial intentions that might arise as a result of the work you do? We do our very best not to have those territorial tensions. Um, Samaritan's person and us work extremely well together. We call and talk to each other all the time to find out where each other is at so that we don't duplicate efforts. Um, and there's other organizations to Convoy of Hope, uh, others. We all work together uh, to make sure that everybody's being served uh, in the best way. Yeah. I, obviously, that's the best thing there, Dan. What's the hardest thing about what you do through this work? You know, the, I don't know if it's the hardest thing, but I'm busy all the time. Uh, and sometimes I feel like I'm going to pull my hair out, uh, but I wouldn't have it any other way. God's got me exactly where he wants me. And so sometimes it, even though you feel a little stressed, um, I'm right where God wants me and I love it. Yeah. So would you say that's the most rewarding thing about what you do? The most rewarding thing is to see salvations and to see the hope that we can bring these families uh, from helping them out. Um, that's my most rewarding thing. And I know that your organization is a nonprofit organization, and you've already mentioned that you have closed the um, welcoming of additional volunteers because you've got so many. You, you told me on the phone earlier they're coming out of the woodwork, which is a great thing, and we're thankful for all the volunteers. But uh, there might be those listening that uh, maybe they want to pray for the work and they want to possibly donate. Uh, you are a nonprofit organization, and so you can contribute financially. I'm sure there's needs that arise that you have 
to provide for maybe tools, or do you actually give any type of relief funds to the families affected by the storms? Uh, yes, we do give. Uh, we are handing out um, gift cards that uh, to the um, families, um, and we have uh, giant tool trailers that we supply everyone that comes with his tools. We, whenever anybody that comes with Eight Days of Hope, we we feed you for free. We also lodge the, everybody uh, that comes in. So all you have to pay for when you come and work with Eight Days of Hope is a way to get here and return. While you're here, we feed and house you. Um, but we have, you know, we have lots of expenses, and God takes care of us. It's amazing uh, to see. We are supported by churches, uh, individuals, uh, corporations, and companies, um, and um, most of it's through individual giving. And uh, it's just exciting to see how God has blessed uh, Eight Days of Hope. So I guess the best way for listeners to be able to contribute or to learn more information about Eight Days of Hope would be your website. Is that right? Absolutely. You can go to our website, and if you would like to donate, there's a big button there that just says Donate, and it'll walk you right through it. And that website is 8, E-I-G-H-T, 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com. And as Dan has already mentioned, the ministry is based in our backyard, Tupelo, Mississippi, and so you can also mail a contribution to Post Office Box 3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, 38803. And that would be greatly appreciated as they continue to – I think your staff actually is, is not that big. The actual staff, a paid staff team, you work greatly with volunteers. Yes. we. Uh, our staff is a five-person staff that uh, operates the organization um, nationwide. But we have a phenomenal group of full-time missionaries and volunteers that work uh, in our leadership team with Eight Days of Hope, and we definitely could not do it without them. Any particular prayer requests you would have for this particular mission in the Nashville community, Dan? For the people in Nashville, that, that they could, the churches would continue to uh, support these individuals throughout. Um, we leave in a week or a week and a half, and... Um, that the local churches would reach out. We give all the names of the people that we help to local churches. I would just pray that God would put it on the local churches' heart to follow up and uh, disciple these people. Well, Dan, God bless you, my dear brother. Thank you for what you and your team through Eight Days of Hope are doing for Christ's kingdom in the uh, Nashville area and uh, east of Nashville, too, in the disaster relief We appreciate you so much, brother. Our prayers with you. Thank you for joining Bot Radio Network. We're going to kind of wrap up our time with you and then spend the last couple minutes giving out some local information for our Nashville listeners. Thank you very much for having us on. Again, from the field outside Nashville, Dan Garrick, Rapid Response Manager with Eight Days of Hope. Now, for those listening to Bot Radio Network in our Nashville area, we want to remind you of some local ministries and resources that you can connect with. Mount Juliet Community Center Gymnasium, 1075 Charlie Daniels Parkway. Disaster relief distribution is done Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. till 7 p.m., Sunday 2 to 4. They're offering diapers, food, water, blankets, clothes, pet food, toiletries, cleaning supplies, tarps, gloves, and many other items available at no cost to you. Also, Community Resource Center, personal hygiene items, gloves, bleach, trash bags, box cutters, and more. You can go to their website, 
crcnashville.org for details. They're there Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. Southeast Regional Community Center is collecting clothing, shoes, blankets, and more through March 21st. The Mount Juliet Tornado Cleanup Volunteer Portal has been closed due to the overwhelming response, and we're very thankful for all of those volunteering to help in the cleanup efforts. Donaldson Fellowship, 3210 McGavick Pike in Nashville, they're providing between 5,000 and 7,000 barbecue meals every day until it is no longer needed. Find out information from the Donaldson Fellowship. Web address is donaldson.org forward slash relief. There's also Mount Gilead Missionary Baptist Church, 4004 Lebanon Pike in Nashville. They have a donation distribution center set up from 10 until 6 through March the 14th. Gideon's Army has a Facebook page, and on that Facebook page, you'll find household goods such as cleaning supplies, socks, nails. There's drop-off locations at McGroder Family Resource Center at 2013 25th Avenue Street and also at Mount Gilead Church. Samaritan's Purse, another help during this time. Options for volunteer sign-up donations. You can go to spvolunteer.org. In addition to these names given, we also encourage you to contact the Salvation Army, who has been providing relief efforts and food for those affected by the storm. These are among a few of the organizations that are working in the relief efforts for the Nashville community and outside the area over in Middle Tennessee. Our prayers for all the families impacted by the tornadoes, for the volunteers, ministries, and services working with these relief efforts. Thank you so much. Now, if you have a disaster-related need or question, call us here at 615-871-1160. That's 615-871-1160. That's our number for our Nashville area listeners. Bot Radio Network will continue to provide updates and information to assist you And as always, we'll continue providing Bible teaching programs to encourage your hearts and to help lift you from your grief and distress during these times. God is a strong tower and an ever-present help in times of trouble. Thanks to all of our Nashville area and Memphis and the Mid-South listeners for being part of today's show. For Bot Radio Network, I'm Byron Tyler. 